All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Trading Triangle. We're live every week here on Sundays with my friends Sean and Kay. Kay, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Sean, you doing well? Yeah, really good. Looking forward to next week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling it. We got big football game today, of course, and then yeah. uh, you know, trading next week and DraftKings reports Thursday, right? Had a nice trading last week in DraftKings. Hopefully you guys got in on that. Um, before we get into the meat of it all, though, a uh, real quick disclaimer. This is not financial advice, of course. We're not financial advisors. Uh, we're just three traders, and this is for educational and informational purposes only so we do appreciate you tuning in every week and do sub, you know subscribe and smash the like button of course i got that in there sean i did not forget <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah we'll get to some charts like we do every week great moves in the markets to start the year i mean we're into february well into february and powering to above 500 for spy and it's just been interesting stuff so let's take a look at the charts and get right into it all right so as we always do take a quick look at how things performed last week i mean a lot of great stuff we were talking about beforehand uh some of the nice trades we got in any of these names that we traded i can't remember if we mentioned any of the bigger names we were talking about things like marathon digital and palantir and whatnot but did you guys uh take any profits with some of the names like nvidia continuing to power higher no, not for me. No, I kind of focus on the smaller caps, like you said. A little yeah. bit on Tesla there. Had a good week, 4.6, kind of slowly dripping back up. Um, we've seen that before in the, in the past, so let's hope that continues. Yeah, Tesla's super interesting. Actually, you posted a trade idea this morning uh, for mm. newsletter subscribers. Yeah, I agree with you. Tesla's a, that, that, that move last week was interesting. What about UK? Anything jumping off the page? Um, I was actually wondering why ExxonMobil went down because I was in that trade and I was hoping yeah. that my shares would be called out. Apparently, they did not uh, because on Friday, they dropped all the way to 101 uh, from 104. So that was that was not uh, what I was, I was expecting. Uh, but yes, uh, NVIDIA still in the trade, uh, also long-term portfolio. So I'm just going to sit on NVIDIA. Yeah, Eli Lilly, by the way, big move. That yeah, was, they yeah. reported, right? And um, yeah, I think you cover. I agree with you. Energy sector was kind of interesting. I, I thought energy was kind of on the rebound mode. So I, I, I was looking at more upside there. I thought Occidental would have performed better as well. But yeah, a little, little bit of a surprise there. We'll see what happens. Still got some time to move. And um, still lots of earnings to go, right? Yeah. But first, the fear and greed index as we like to look at, and, you know, our performance. So last week, SPY was up 1.64%. Uh, the Q's up almost 2%. Diamond's up half a percent. And IWM, is that right? Yeah, 4%. Yeah. We're going to look at that chart, right, Sean? I think you got that one for us this week. Yeah, Saturday. Nice. Should be good. And then Bitcoin. Why am I, why am I not surprised Bitcoin back where it's at? Because you are in a trade with Mara, that's why. That's right. That's right. Enjoying the trade in Mara. It's been good. It has been a good start to this year. So happy to see it, but not surprised to see that we're in extreme greed. So do you think we, we keep pushing farther? I'm, what do you think, Sean? You're, you're like, you know, our ultimate optimist here. And that's hard because I'm usually the ultimate optimist. So yeah. uh, what do you think? <laughs> we keep, keep pushing higher? I think so. Yeah, I think obviously we, we say it over and over, don't we? The trend is your friend. Um, and all the time it's going up yep. and making higher highs and higher lows. It's hard not to kind of go against that. What I would say is obviously we've got CPI on Tuesday. 
um, which will obviously turn the market either way just because that's what it does. It's inflation. Um, but we are expecting a two handle, 2.9%, I believe. Um, so that would be interesting to see if we can get that, beat that, you know, miss that. That's obviously going to drive the market. So we might see a little bit of anticipation tomorrow. But yeah, I think um, there's always room for more upside. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yep, I agree. And uh, good call. I mean, yeah, a lot of stuff to pay attention to this week. So it got to be, you know, head on a swivel like always. Okay, you think we're staying in extreme greed or do you think we pull back? Uh I guess I'll I'll hold it off until we see the CPI. The CPI is going to yeah. be uh, a key component. Also, I guess with uh, SPY going over uh, 500, which was a psychological level, I believe um, maybe the bears are now like, you know what, it's time for a pullback since we have hit that psychological level. Question is how high can we go? Right? right. Uh, that's always the question on the table. How high can we go? I don't know. No, You don't know. Nobody knows. We can yeah. keep powering through. We can go down have a 10 percent pullback or something like that but yeah yeah absolutely 10 percent is not out of the ballpark right but we have the nice 501 number on spy i really like the 501 it looks good and um I, you know we could pull back just like you said we're going to look at a few charts here to give you some reason why you know there's you know, there's just basically signal signs to take a look at pay attention to uh but like sean said and and like we constantly say you know, you don't fight the trend, you trade with it. And then when it turns, then, you know, you assess and you adjust, right? And uh, with that, tend to maybe miss a trade or two on that adjustment, but that's fine. That's all part of it. So let's see, earnings. We continue to have tons of names that are of interest. We got Arista Networks Monday. We were just talking about this morning. Um, we got charts on a number of these names. What do you have this week? You have Shopify. What was the other one, Kay? Datadog. Um the, those are two on my side. Uh, I, I know uh, Sean looks at Robinhood, um, right? Yep, Airbnb, I know we have covered a few times. Um, what, looking at Oxy, I'm, I'm following Oxy as well since in the energy sector as well. Um, and I, I mean, it's, I think Coca-Cola is also reporting on it. Let me see where is it going. Yeah, Tuesday before the bell. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday. So I'm following that as well. I'm in a trade with Coca-Cola. Um, yeah, that's that's on my side though. How about you, Sean? Yeah, for me, just Robinhood, really. Um, I'm in a trade, um, as you mentioned, Kay, obviously released a video last week kind of explaining that. It's kind of playing out quite nicely, which is which is good to see. Um, but obviously, earliest is a binary event, so um, yeah. I'm just considering what to do before before Tuesday. Of course, I've got CPI and Robinhood earlier, so it could be a very interesting day. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. So I'm kind of focusing on that one, but obviously, like you said, you've got DraftKings, Coinbase kind of on the Thursday as well. Thursday's a big day, actually. Five yeah. good companies there, almost six. Um, but yeah, no, looking forward to Robin Hood. Yeah, Tuesday and Thursday really have my t- honestly. This week's really interesting across the board, right? Monday with mm-hmm. the recent networks, ANET, ANET. Um, I, I see Airbnb there. I don't know if you're still trading or interested in Airbnb on Tuesday, Sean, but you got Airbnb in addition to Robin Hood. And then I also like, I'm very interested in Lyft. I'm not in it, but been very interested in it. And Upstart, I mean, Upstart actually looks like it could launch from where it's at here yet again, right? And mm-hmm. it's super volatile and uh, the options are priced accordingly. So not the easiest to trade, but, you know, another one to see how it performs around earnings. Shopify Datadog, like you've got, we've got charts on a little bit here, Kay. And then, um, yeah, if you want to find two stocks on the opposite ends of the spectrum for me, like I love DraftKings. I cannot stand Coinbase, so <laughs> that'll be a fun Thursday for me. 
definitely looking forward to it. So. I think you have a personal vendetta against Coinbase. I, I, I do. That. Yeah, it's personal, and that's why I don't trade it. I just like to talk a lot of trash. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll keep it that way. Um, yeah, and uh, there's chip names, right? So I'm always interested in semiconductors. We got a chart along those lines. Before we get to that, though, let's look at SPY. Uh, I mentioned we got above 500 at the nice crossover of the moving averages here. But I highlighted, and I'm really curious your guys' thoughts. Um, if you're feeling like you know it's still too early, I kind of feel like it's still too early, but look at RSI, right? Last time um, when we were powering higher up through the summer of 23, before we hit the de- you know three months of selling, RSI moved up back to the over, quote unquote, overbought um, range, but it made a lower high while we were making higher highs of the market, right? That divergence, Sean, that you brought to our attention and other stocks and names a while ago. And it's something I'm continuing to look at since you brought that up. And now we've got, you know, we're, we're at this 500 level for SPY and we've got this divergence again. That being said, if we push higher, you know, RSI could tick up and actually negate that. So it's not like this is saying it, it, we're at a point where we're rolling over by any stretch. Um, but it is interesting to note something to pay attention to, I think. What do you think, Sean? Is this something that caught your attention? It wasn't actually, no, and I'm glad you brought it up. I don't, I, I should look at the spy more and the QQQ more, but I, I just don't really. Um, yeah, but no, I'm trying to make a habit of that, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, um, I just kind of assume it's going up, and obviously, that's why all the stocks are going up. So, <laughs> a bit of a superficial <laughs> look at it, no, but yeah, you're right. I should do analyze this a bit more. We did have a comment by Stocks After Dark saying we should zoom out, have a look at the larger time frames, so and maybe we could do that next week. Um, but generally, my thoughts are I like it, there's got to be a point of retracement at some point isn't it it's just kind of working out where that must be but then the whole kind of thing for that is kind of waiting for the trigger in terms of so what i'm trying to say here is you've, you've had a top you're obviously not going to find the top because no one can find the top but once you've broken the 20 meter average and then you come back up and then hit it as resistance is that when you enter um so i wanted to kind of ask you guys that kind of question because me personally i don't really trade the big indices but on kind of a short side of things i don't know if you guys do either but what kind of indicator would you look for what kind of trigger would you look for for the downside okay you want to take that first okay we got you on mute i actually don't trade spy on this one um i, I tried yeah I, I don't trade spy at all i so, stay away from spy so yeah sure thing so for me i um i do enjoy trading spy a little bit and what i would say is i keep it simple it's basically like how i trade any any stock any chart um i what do you see here higher highs and higher lows repeatedly right yep. so as soon as that trend breaks as soon as we stop making higher highs and higher lows that's that's something worth noting and paying attention to, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're rolling over just yet. But it is where I'm definitely going to um, get much less aggressive and start mm-hmm. looking for breaks of recent lows and see if we start making lower lows and lower highs, right? And actually get that reversal. Um, I like to look at more recently um, with Spy. I've been looking at the nine EMA. It's actually on this chart, and you can see, or excuse me, nine SMA. I switched off the exponential moving averages and just go simple moving averages so I can do the math. And uh, anyways, the nine uh, SMA here, if it gets below the nine and then rejects against it and drops lower, that's something else I'm, I also look at. There, there hasn't been a lot of continued selling though recently once it's broken the nine, but you know, it is something that I kind of pay attention to. Again, you need a lot of confluence and a lot of different um, data points, but 
hopefully those two things help, you know, kind of get your attention. Hmm. And we've got a data point on Tuesday as well, haven't we? So yeah, what see, sometimes that? too, there's just like a big move. You know, you, you might get that black swan event or whatever, and then it's like, okay, here we go. Like this is hmm. this is the selling that we've been waiting for, right? Or you might just get what we get last year, right? Some seasonal selling. And it's just totally natural. We had a huge move up through July. And then you get to August, September, October. We, you know, had the selling going off. You have lighter volume and then volume picks back up and we, you know, kind of take off towards the end of the year. So it's good to see. It's not like that's how it happens every time. But, you know, these things, these are all part of the, the process. So I'll stop rambling about SPAC. <laughs> Let's take a look at the cues. Before we jump on. So oh, no. I, hey, you got more. What's up? Yeah. So. When are we reporting on Tuesday, right? Which is what? 12, 13, 13th, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the 14th, we have 13th, we have the put to call 1.85 and the hedging on Wednesday as well for 2.09 oh, right. on SPY. Yes. So got some hedging going on for sure. Yes. And, sense, and Friday right? is also 2.09. So There's K with our options notes. Good stuff. And I see we've got some requests for some tickers. So let's let's roll through cues real quick so we make sure we have some time at the end. And I love it. You guys keep bringing them in. Shout out to Stocks After Dark. See you out there listening. Appreciate everybody tuning in, listening on either Wolf Financial um, you know, on X or at Trader Nate here on X. Or, of course, on YouTube on the Trading Triangle. Do appreciate you guys subscribing. All right. So let's take a look at the cues. Same kind of setup. I just wanted to highlight the divergence with the RSI here again. And, you know, we're just powering to new highs. Again, I'd love to see it, but not too much else to say here until we do get maybe a, a, a reversal and those, you know, that break a higher highs, higher lows. Anything to add here, guys? No, not really. Kind of alongside SPY, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, they really are trading in tandem. That's um, sim- and similar uh, hedging on the 16th for QQQ as well. Okay. Yep, that all makes sense. I'm really interested to get to the small caps. So, Sean, I think we have that next. I'm going to hand it over to you, and let's get to it. IWM. So my kind of thoughts behind this is, so obviously this is small caps. It's kind of the micro caps in the, in the stock market, basically. So there's a kind of shift that kind of happens generally from kind of big tech and big companies into kind of smaller companies. I don't know if you agree with that. Obviously, I'll get your thoughts in a second. But we might be seeing that a little bit now because you've got a bit of a trend break at the moment. You can see that on the chart. Um, so we have a level of 192 and 199 um, kind of drawn there, kind of a couple of resistance points. We bounced off really nicely for that 192 level, coinciding with the 20 moving average and the 50 moving average, which is the blue and pink line respectively. Um, so I believe if we can get above this 199 level, come up, retest it, uh, come back, come back down, sorry, retest it and then make a move up kind of above 204, 206, and obviously go above 208, that'd be fantastic. Um, but generally, the kind of thought process behind this is kind of switching from kind of large caps, they've had their run, that kind of thing. Now it's time to go into lower caps and see what happens. And obviously, if CPI comes in nicely and obviously inflation comes comes down, you kind of kind of get that kind of switch anyway, I think, in, in my experience at least. Um, but yeah, I'm going to hand it over to you guys. Uh, but my last point is the RSI is looking pretty good as well, looking pretty healthy, shooting up, kind of um, coming off that 50 moving up, sorry, that 50 level, moving up to that 100. And I'm running out of breath because I've talked so fast. And I'm going to hand it over to one of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, so I like the, the wedge break here for sure. I noticed that as well. I got it on two screens so I can see a little bit larger. So I'm looking off to the, the side here. Mm. But, yeah, RSI definitely looks good. And, um, you know – 
the, I didn't even realize we pushed this quickly back to 199. Like that was quite yeah. the end of the week last week. And uh, small caps is on everybody's radar. So I do wonder if, you know, we get a break above 200, even above the most recent highs, which, you know, basically call it 208 and, and push to 210. Um, if there is, and I don't know this for a fact, this is just me speculating, but if there's a lot of money managers waiting, right? Like, oh, okay, you know, small caps are breaking out. They're the ones who haven't performed as well. And so there's this whole catch-up trade and they can get in. I'm totally stealing this. I can't remember where I heard it, to be honest, but um, I thought it was, you know, this interesting point that there would be money moving into small caps as a part of a catch-up trade. So, um yeah, if it gets above 200, I think psych level is, is going to start to you know kick in a little bit. And 210 in particular, you know, I think it might be uh, off to the races a bit. That's if you know the positive sentiment keeps. What do you think, Kenny? No, I think I agree with you. I think um, <clears throat> with the spy and QQQ, uh, especially with spy, you know, breaching that psychological level, I think uh, a lot more focus. And I we even heard that uh, on CNBC and other Bloomberg. A lot of analysts have started talking about IWM, uh, you know, cap. But, you know, if you actually take a little bit of a a view for the last one month, right, we had this 199 level around the 29th January, right? So it's it's that wedge where you see the the other, the white candle uh, hitting that 199.34. So if you just look at the one month, we have higher, I mean, it's almost there, almost, would you consider that's the double top now coming in the one month? And uh, we are definitely making, you know, lower highs, no, higher highs, higher lows, sorry, higher lows, right? It was lowest on what, uh, 17th, and now it's on the 191 on the February 5th. Uh, There's still a lot of um, hold rating on this one, at least looks from the motion of it. So it really depends on how the SPY performs. If, if, If NVIDIA and the others, they continue to power higher, Folks will continue, you know, betting on it because end of the day, um, year-to-date performance of it's still down sixty-eight point six eight, and one year it's only up four point nine five percent. So really, small caps haven't done much in the last one year. Yeah, data dependent on Tuesday as well, wouldn't it? So that could be an interesting catalyst. I would think so. Yeah. Stuff. What else you got, Sean? What's next? So this week I've got Sonos, and I haven't brought this one up for probably about nine yeah. months maybe um <laughs> it just it just tailed off and you can kind of see that in the weekly chart on the left side there of the screen um but i kind of like this for an interesting kind of breakout trade so obviously we've broken out already and i'm kind of looking for it to kind of calm down a bit and kind of come back down to that retesting um point of 1750 um so you can see on the right side of the chart you've got the daily the smaller section and that pink line or pink highlighted area is where i wanted to come down to that's 1750 and that's where i'll be entering the trade essentially there thereabouts of course um and you can kind of see my confluence and kind of thought process kind of on the left side which is why i kind of made it with all the kind of yellow dots etc um but they posted really good kind of guidance kind of in line slash slightly above um and they've just posted a really good earnings report last tuesday um so there's plenty behind this company and you can kind of see the momentum carry on um my thoughts behind this one is obviously getting to the top of that trend line you can kind of see it on the weekly there and um, we bounced off it very cleanly just after the the earnings report on the wednesday i think yeah. um and obviously we have seen a bit of selling pressure as a consequence so basically what i'm trying to say is <laughs> entry about 1750 stop loss at 1650 and hoping for a 22 percent gain all the way up to 2150 
Um, now, this is obviously not the most popular stock in the world, but it is it is a liquid stock, and I've traded it quite a few times. So, um, yeah, add it to your watch list, do your due diligence, and get involved, um, potentially, of course. So, yeah, that's my, that's my thoughts on this one. Is that a bit of a reverse head and shoulders, it looks like, on the uh Oh, yeah. Weekly? I think there's about that. <laughs> yeah, right at your 17th. <laughs> So yeah, I like it. That that, that could uh, I mean that just caught my eye for sure. And then mm. uh, yeah, the, the resistance for sure is worth noting. But if it holds at seventeen fifty and starts moving higher, yeah, I like this setup too, Sean. And I was I was wondering like, hey, yeah, we haven't heard about. I, I wasn't mm. thinking about it, but when you mentioned this morning, oh yeah, you know S O N S O N O, I was like, oh yeah, it's been a while. I forgot. I haven't been paying attention to this one. So looks interesting. You know, um, I'm just looking at the stock from a from a fundamental standpoint, right? So this quarterly earning they reported 84 cents on EPS, and the estimate for next quarter is minus 0.28. Their revenue came 612 million. Next year, next quarter is 247 million. It just That's doesn't make, right. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, the EPS I, came in at 0.69 over 1.47 on the last quarter. Keep yeah, points point six four for the gap, but I'm I'm very confused. Why is there such a big difference in the revenue? Like um, for Q four twenty twenty three September when they reported, they reported three hundred and five million. They reported six hundred and twelve million on the December twenty twenty three, which they just reported. Mm-hmm. And then for next quarter, they are going back in line for two forty seven. So. I have to do some more research on this one. Either the numbers are incorrect, but seeking alpha generally you wouldn't expect the numbers to be varying this much. That's very strange. On never seen these kind of numbers. Before. I mean, you would expect the Q4 um, sales to be a lot higher because it's a bit more of a retail play. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of a strange a bit yeah, of a like jump. Three hundred million. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a revenue three hundred million swing. Hmm. Interesting, but yeah, that's it for me. So yeah, we I kind of post daily trading insights now on, on X, so follow me over there. And on YouTube, I just released a Neo video today. So I know lots of people follow me for Neo. So there yeah, you go. A little bit of a Neo stock update. And that, that's it for me this week. I'll hand you over to Nate. Hey, thanks, Sean. And I'm going to keep you up here. Um, just for those who haven't been familiar, yeah, Sean posts great stuff on on Neo, in addition to all the other stocks he covers. So I'm really interested to hear you say that, Sean. And quick shout out to those listening. I, I want to comment. We aren't able to like reply you using what we're using for a streaming service in on X just yet. I think that's coming. Um, but we can read everybody's comments. Really appreciate the support out there. Cool dude. Appreciate that you, you're getting a lot out of this. I saw your comment out there. And uh, yeah, we're, we're here to aim. To, we're, we're aiming to teach and educate and share what we know including our mistakes that we make, right? So that you guys can learn from it. So um, we yeah. should be a lot more. <laughs> should we make more mistakes so that people make can benefit mistakes. from it? I don't want to make mistakes. I made good money this week. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it going. Uh, good stuff though. Appreciate the support out there, you guys. And uh, Josh, I do see Joshua. I uh, see that you've got the PD array question on the queues. I don't use PD array. Um, I believe that's tied into ICT, but, uh, I don't know if Sean or Kay, if you guys, uh, you know, use that or not, but uh, maybe we can tackle that a little bit later. But good stuff. Good questions. Keep them coming in. I see the questions on uh, check out Stotch, S-T-O-C-H, and a couple other tickers. So we'll get back to those. Um, I've got 
AMAT, A-M-A-T here on the screen. That is Applied Materials, Semiconductor Space. If you've been paying any attention to anything I do, you know I'm in the semiconductor space and, and constantly trading the names there. And so we've got interesting breakout of the trend channel here um, that we've been in for a while, right? 50 days been moving up, providing nice support. And we've been rejecting pretty consistently, and I say we, AMAT, A-M-A-T, has been rejecting pretty consistently against this trend line. Broke above it on a huge move last week. Really interesting that it's ahead of earnings, right? Like that looks like the candle you'd see on a really strong earnings report, right? And uh, so I thought that was interesting. Strong volume on that move, clearly in the overbought territory. So if it kind of holds and then powers higher on earnings, um, all bets are off. Like it, I would be really impressed there. Um, and if not, if we get a little bit of a rejection, that's actually probably more where the trade will be at. Because I don't know, you know, if you want to jump in on a big move higher at these extended levels after earnings. But if we get a rejection here and a little bit of a cool down, if it doesn't, you know, sell off really hard and get to the bottom of the channel, it might just get back underneath the upper trend and then give you an opportunity to take a short position. So it's kind of where my head is, but, you know, my heart is hoping it goes higher. So what do you think, Chef? <laughs> So this one looks a bit like the DraftKings chart I was looking at the other day, kind of peaking up above this channel. Um, so that's interesting to see. Obviously, completely different stocks, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think upside is a little bit of a no trade zone for me. Um, but if we do post kind of negative earnings or you know, misguidance or something like that, coming back down, that's where I kind of you know have my eyes on the stock, on the chart. Um, and that's where the levels will kind of come and play for me. But yeah, nothing really much to add on this. Obviously, RSI is still pretty high. Uh, we've got all that volume down in the middle there. So yeah, it's, it's doing very, very well. Is it, do you reckon it's just kind of following like SMCI and that kind of thing, that kind of move that NVIDIA is doing? That, yeah. Know, yeah, these these moves be, in the right? space, they're definitely all trying to keep up with NVIDIA, it feels like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's my thoughts on this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, If it comes down, I'll, I'll think about it then. That support level, by the way, if it does sell off hard in the 50-day the might come up and hit right at the same level is 164.21. And so if we do get some selling, that's where I'll be looking to potentially add. What do you think, Kay? So the implied move on this generally is about 3 3 to 4%, right? So what is that? Huh? 1.8 to 4 about $6 you're looking at plus minus, right? That's on the supplied material. I'm looking at their uh, earnings as well. So they have not missed earning in since like three, four, five, six. Last six quarters, they have not missed a single revenue or EPS. They have done a beat on all last six. So... Uh, assuming this would be the seventh one coming in. They did have a lot of down revisions by the analysts, so I'm not sure if that has to play any role. But I would agree, if you are not already in this trade that you're hoping to pull it off, uh, you would rather wait for the earnings to end and then uh, probably see if it comes back in that channel uh, to trade. Um, I also looked at the put-to-call. Uh, the volatility is pretty high, it's 60%, and expiration is 0.68, but so very positive. Uh, there's a lot more call options on this one as opposed to put. So you may get a lot of premiums, uh, especially if you're selling calls. Ah, very nice. Right? Uh, but if you're buying calls, then you are definitely paying a, a very rich premium, um, you know, the cost that you'll be paying from your pocket. So maybe you can do a spread on this one to hedge that, right? Spread could be an opportunity. Yep, I think that's a good call. I think the, that uh, those juiced, uh, you know, the juiced premiums are, are what you're getting at there, right? Kind of offset that. Yeah, because most of the 
uh, charts I'll show are similar like this. You know, even your RSI is almost like above seventy right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what it's actually tough to trade. So you know, for those of you that are out there looking for trades and kind of feeling like it's getting harder and harder to find something that looks like a great opportunity, like you might have already missed it. That's what the charts look like right now. <laughs> like the yeah. majority of them, right, guys? Like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but oh, I, I agree with you on this one. Yeah, and I'm trying to come up with trade ideas for a newsletter and for my newsletter, and I don't want to put out anything that's you know super high risk and and just just to put something out there. So yeah, uh, it's hard to find them. And, and this one right here, I think, could set up nicely either way. But like like Kay mentioned, you know, the options are expensive, so pay attention to that. All right, keeping it rolling. Another one we got reporting earnings this week. I actually think it's going, um, it's been going the opposite direction, but I think it's actually ready to break out on a good, on a strong report. We'll see. I mean, this is a really clear setup to me. We're days away from earnings, right? It's on Thursday. It's either going to break trend here and move up higher, and, and I think in a big way, or we're going to get a, potential disappointment and a rejection and it'll just continue back down to the bottom of the trend that it's been trading in pretty nicely here stopping along the way right like 62 looks like a pretty 63 looks like a pretty decent support level so um keep that in mind but otherwise yeah i think trade desk needs a really strong report to break above this trend and it could be a nice breakout trade a nice volume shelf it'd have to get over though first uh, what do you think, Sean? Is this a potential candidate for you for a breakout, or is it not quite there? Oh, yes, uh, definitely, because I looked at this on the slide before we went live, of course, and I thought, oh, okay, this, I've written this one down already. So that's uh, it's nice to see. But like, I think the implied volatility is quite high. Okay, maybe you'll probably bring that up in a second. It's crazy, yeah. It's, it's uh, 144% right now for the next week. Nice. One, sorry? 144%, yeah. Oh. It was sixty percent for the previous one, Amat. What's the average cut of move on earnings? I think last time was like it's a, it's pretty bad. It's a it's close to fifteen percent. Yeah, so last time it dropped twenty five percent. I don't know if that was guidance. Maybe Nate, you might know a bit more about that than me. But um, if they kind of sandbag the guidance, of course, if they get a good report this time, then obviously, like you say, it could be off to the races for trade desk. But this is definitely on my watch list. That's for sure. And the RSI is pretty good too. So that's a nice one to see. Yep. I think there's a great setup here potentially. And, you know, like I said, if it rejects, like just wait for the setup, right? Don't get in early and trying to get in cheap on the options. Like that's how you just lose money. Yeah. Um, been there and done that, right? So wait for it to, to play out. But I do think this is an interesting one. All right, guys. That's me. You can follow me on X at TraderNate here. I use that handle everywhere. So just look it up anywhere and you'll find me. And uh, on different, different platforms. But uh, also I write for at Wolf Financial for the the weekly newsletter on Sundays. He actually has you know his newsletter going out throughout the week, but on Sundays you can find my posts. And then of course my newsletter, Traders Education, where I try to share all my you know learning and knowledge along the way, post daily, and also include some uh, trade ideas for those who upgrade for a whopping $8 a month. All right, guys, that's enough of me. Let's <laughs> throw it over to Kay. We got some interesting charts here. What do you got uh, this week, Kay? Thanks, Nate. Uh, so we have two, uh, both are reporting earnings on Tuesday. You have both reporting earnings on Thursday. We have, I have both earning reporting earnings on Tuesday. First one is Shopify. Oh. So Shopify, this is a weekly chart. I was thinking of putting a, together a daily, but I think weekly makes a little bit more sense here uh, because it'll kind of give you the perspective. So 
for those who have been with Shopify or have invested in Shopify a long time, you probably are down if you invested at the all-time highs of, I forget how much was it, like 170 or something like that, but you would be down almost 50, still 50% down from your all-time highs. It's about 812 days. So it's been, you've been down for a couple of years now. Um, uh, the earning estimate is uh, the EPS is 0.30 uh, and then revenue is about 2 billion. So it's a pretty solid uh, performance this company has been doing for a long, long time. Like, you know, over 2 billion every quarter you're bringing in. So you're looking at about an annual revenue of about 8 billion. I think for 2024 or 25, they are going to go to about 10 billion. So you, you have a lot of growth uh, in potential in the revenue side. You can see the volatility very similar to your previous sticker. Uh, it's what was 140 to 136%. So a lot of premium you're getting if you are going to go sell calls or you're going to get involved in uh, buying call options, then you are paying a lot higher price. Now, looking at this one, right, generally the implied move is about $11, $12 you're looking at. So similar to your other previous charts, you can see that there's a very strong candle at this resistance of 90.72. So if they report earnings, we are looking at to the next level, which I think, which will be about $106, that could be the next move in the, if the earning breaks. And then if it falls down, we have a lot of volume shelf around the uh, 69, 70 area. That's a, there's a, there's a lot of volume that comes in at that point in time. This is on the weekly standpoint. Of course, very similar on the weekly, the RSI is also overbought. Most of the stocks right now that are coming for this earnings, and I looked at a couple stocks, the RSI is pretty much nearly overbought area. Whether you're looking at a daily standpoint or a weekly standpoint, that's how the charts are looking at. Um, again, you know, I would not get involved in a trade if I don't have already placed. Um, depends how you like to trade. If I do mostly wheel strategy or options trading, so I generally like to set myself a, a week or two weeks before. But uh, depends if you're doing day trading, maybe you can do scalping on this one as well. Uh, what do you guys think? This one has made some moves. What do you think, Kay? I mean, excuse me, Sean. Sean. <laughs> it certainly has. I mean, the, the 200 moving average coming through there, and obviously it's the weekly as well. So to have that strength to push through the 200 moving average, I think is it's really, really good for the company. Obviously, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday, you said? Tuesday, um, yeah. Would, I think before yeah. open, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, that would be interesting to see then, of course, obviously with the CPI on top of that as well. That could be quite iffy. So I've got to wait till that for that to kind of play out. Um, but if we come down and revisit that kind of 82 level, which is probably around about just under 10%, which is very possible on an earnings report, um, looking into the details of the report, obviously don't just go on the price action, look into the details and fundamentals, whether it looks good or whether it looks bad. Um, going from there, I think that kind of 200 million average is where I've been looking for, for a bit of support. In terms of resistance, like you said, 106, but uh, yeah, I'm not too sure on, on the short side. So yeah, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And I think before 106, I've got um, 99, honestly, which is funny because that's just where the, the FIB level I have works out. But um, that's, on the weekly, right? that's on the weekly, right? It is. Um, no, I'm actually on using the daily. daily. Yeah, okay. I'm using the daily and just running a three point off of a, you know, the recent um, run up and pullback. But then it's been, you know, really gradually climbing. It, it was stuck at 81 for a minute and then last week took off. Right. And um so yeah, it's it's like you said, this is a tough one to trade at this point. But if you're in Shopify, you got to be happy, and uh, I'd be targeting that 106 level 100. If it does pull back, um, I'd be looking for 81, 80, you know, that level to hold up. And if it does hold up as nice support, might be a good entry for a, another trade down the road. But exactly, yeah. 
Shopify has been been looking good. All right. Next one is Datadog. Yes. Uh, do you do you guys are you familiar with the company? Do you guys invest in this? I, I've traded it recently, but okay. I'm not. I know I'm nowhere near as knowledgeable as you guys might be. What do you? What about you? So Datadog, very interesting. So um, they they have actually added couple product features that they were not. So primarily, this is an application monitoring software so for for the audience who are here basically what it means is that you know companies with a medium size small size large size companies they have it systems and you have websites and you have web based interactions so they do application monitoring so when you have so many applications which application is up which application is down if there is a delay it tracks that but that was like the bread and butter of datadog what they have done is there is there are so many other types of uh, tracking that happens. There's a customer experience tracking, basically doing session replays and stuff like that. So they have added all that feature on top of their current feature sets. And what ends up happening is customers that who already own Datadog, the primary buyers of Datadog as an application is IT departments of large enterprises. So what they tend to do is once you already have an application, it's easier to upsell and cross-sell across the businesses rather than trying to get a new customer. It's always more difficult. The acquisition cost is much higher. So just, just a background of what Datadog does. And it, and it has been on my radar for a long time, and I've just not been able to uh, uh, open a position here. But looking at over here uh, on the, from a chart standpoint, the 138 seems to be the resistance, at least on the three-point fib that I started using, um, Nate. Um, and But the, the biggest volume shelf is around this, uh, I believe, around the 122 or somewhere, something like that. Yes. Yeah, a little bit over one, just about 122 is the biggest volume shelf we are seeing. Um, this similar to the previous stock, right? The volatility is crazy, 132. RSI is similar. You can see near overbought. Um, and honestly, I think I'm looking for a pullback so I can you know, initiate a position onward. But from a trading standpoint, I will be probably waiting after the earnings and not like getting before the earnings uh, for Datadog because there's a lot of enthusiasm, especially in the SaaS uh, world where now... We're back on that page where people have started to invest. And whenever you start getting into the extreme greed, companies like fintechs, SaaS companies, they generally get a little bit more overvalued faster uh, than some of these other big tech companies. So I would I would wait and watch uh, for the earnings to play out and then uh, initiate a position if I want to uh, see how it plays out from an earnings standpoint. Do you consider taking a smaller position initially so that if it does take off, you know, you're you're at least in with a very small position? Is this yeah, yeah I, I do that. But but because I do options a lot, so I generally take positions in multiples of hundreds. So that's why I, I generally don't start a very small position, especially for stocks that I want to own for a long term. Nice. That's just how I trade personally. What are your thoughts, Sean? Yeah, I think uh, we've had a little bit of thought process on this on this live stream today. I think we're all waiting for earnings, which again is actually a pretty good sign. Um, showing patience, showing kind of due diligence, so you can kind of take a little bit from that, from our thoughts on, on that side of things, just from a psychological point of view. Um, waiting for earnings to happen is is always a good thing, at least in at least in our opinions, um, as we've shown today. But as the chart, it looks a bit like a triple top. I'm not too sure if it actually lines up, but in my eyes, it kind of does. I'm just trying to focus my eyes, but 
Are we looking yeah. at that triple top? <laughs> about that one if you look at the nine? second, yeah, if you look at the second one, that's almost pretty much near, just below, a little bit above one thirty four, maybe one thirty six. It is in. So that okay, if you that the first top. stop, second one is one thirty eight fifty four. Third one is almost there. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, you're probably going to predict what I'm looking for, and that's a, a breakout trade. Um, so that kind of 138 level, if we can go above that, come back down, we test it. That's the entry point. Nice tight stop loss, and then move up from there. Um, but you know my process. That's what I'm looking for. I love to hear that. I love it. And uh, shout out, by the way, we got paper gains in the audience, and uh, he's mentioning. You guys remember what I picked for last year? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it snow. is. <laughs> snow baby and uh shout out to paper gains bringing up snow in the chat love to see it yeah so um i i, I like this these names here by the way Kay. i'm glad that you're constantly bringing these up week after week because they're you know part of a big part of what you know i don't know this sounds cheesy but it's part of the future right like that's what that's what we're talking about and like you know these stocks and these companies that uh are going to be a big part or potentially can play a big part in how we you know proceed moving forward um, there's a lot, a lot of potential upside. So yeah, I'm a big fan of snow data dog. I had as a trade opportunity recently. And I like what Sean said about waiting for the breakout and retest around 138, 138.50, somewhere in that range. Um, that's where my head would be too. Good stuff. Kay. Where do we find you? Well, so I am also on Twitter or X, whichever you like the preference uh, as in Veske. And then I do have a YouTube channel. So definitely subscribe there if you like to see stock analysis. And I do post my trades as well. And I do write on Substack as well. So there you can. All three channels. Thanks, Kay. And by the way, you guys, um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Trading Triangle, but also subscribe to Kay's YouTube channel and Sean's. They put out great stuff, individual stock coverage, all, all kinds of stuff. So do not miss out on that. And uh, I think that's all of our charts for the week. I am excited to get back to trading. Um, first, you got the big game today. Don't get me wrong. I want to get after that. And then, you know, get back to the charts and focus on trading next week. Appreciate everybody that's tuned in. And, you know, my final thoughts here, you know, and hear it from you guys, of course, before we close out is don't force anything. Like, that's where my head's at right now. I'm obviously been smiling this entire freaking live stream because it's been a good start to the year. And, like, I'm really happy about how things are going. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm just going to jump into every trade like Monday morning to start the week. It's actually the opposite because I'm a little bit too excited and too, you know, positive. So I'm going to be making sure I don't force it, make sure I find the clean setups, A plus setups, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's where my head's at. Um, what about you, Sean? You, you have similar sentiment or different thoughts this week? Exactly right. Yeah. It's been a pretty hectic last couple of weeks. So I'm actually looking to actually take the week off. Um, entirely i've got a very busy week planned outside of trading so it kind nice. of helps me kind of lose that momentum if that makes sense um and obviously come back next week fit and firing as they say um i don't know if we're gonna look at some audience requests have we got time for that or we do good we, call sure. we'll make sure we have some some time here yeah. at the end yeah for sure awesome yeah but that's it for me just kind of more of sitting on the sidelines like you say waiting and also just taking profits as well i mean that's there's no harm in taking profits at these levels, it's obviously spiraling QQQ going up, and obviously Palantir we saw Monday rocketing up to high levels. Um, so there's no harm in taking profits at all. That's Love what I've been doing anyway. <laughs> what about you, Kay? You taking profits? Well, yes, I, I am taking profits and I'm taking losses as well. Uh, but uh, <laughs> pretty go. much you guys covered all the sentiments, right? I think uh, a 
trading earnings is definitely a, a gamble, right? I mean, it's a it's a binary event. It could go either way. It could go you know opposite your uh, and and don't force trades. Uh, a lot of times, like if you are trading earnings, you got to have that set up early uh, and not on the day off. Uh, especially if you are doing, you know, uh, pre, um, if it's opening before that, I, like we took a trade on SoFi because they were reporting Monday early morning. We had that set up a week before uh, going into earnings. So sometimes when you are doing earnings play, it's it's not just this the the how the chart looks like. You have to look at other data points as well, uh, how they have been reporting earnings for a while. So you got to take those into account as well for your trade. So yeah. I love it. And, you know, we do talk a lot about trading the weeks leading up to earnings rather than the actual earnings event. And so I know a lot of our uh, our charts have been on stocks that are reporting current week. Um, but, yeah, that is something to keep in mind. Like DraftKings last week I traded, did real well. I didn't want to be in it this week because, quite frankly, the options expire Friday and they report Thursday. And, you know, the, the premiums just went through the roof. So last week was the trade, worked out really well. And um, yeah, let's look at actually a couple of other names here really quick. Um, we got a couple of requests out there. And uh, yeah, again, shout out to the support. Keith Smiling, see you out there. Thanks for the hand wave. Appreciate Cool Dude's, um, cool dudes comments. He's asking about Neo, Sean. So I'm going to say tune into Sean's um, you know, coverage here on his YouTube channel. Definitely, you know, there's lots of coverage there and he'll keep you up to speed. And then I'm also going to toss one over to Kay. Okay, I think you said you're going to be covering this week. Was it Datadog you're going to drop a video on? Is that right? Yes, yes. Datadog will be post earnings. Uh, I will do that uh, Datadog analysis. So based on you know how we are seeing the chart, you know after they report earnings, uh, there'll be uh, a video on that as well. We had a question about Palantir, and I know Sean, you traded Palantir nicely. Do you have any thoughts here at where we're at, or is this um, you know kind of waiting to see what happens at this point because the trades behind us? What are your thoughts? I mean, trading is a strong word. I did play a little bit of the earnings, I must be honest. Um, but I, I was rewarded handsomely, of course. But this one, yeah, definitely staying away from it's reaching to the top of the channel, which I've got here, obviously around 25. Um, so just got to let it call out. I'm looking for about 19 for it to kind of pull back to. Not anytime soon, but just over the next couple of months, see if it kind of trails back, you know, after a, a long extended move. But of course, it could just keep going. And if that happens, that's also good. But um, yeah, I'm kind of looking for it to kind of come back down, calm down a little bit. And uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on Palantir. But yeah, I got very lucky, I suppose. <laughs> nice, nice. No, it's good. It's, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good, right? And uh, you you also have skills, so don't sell yourself short there, Sean. And then CrowdStrike was another name. Kay, I can't remember. Have you brought up CrowdStrike? I mean, are you big we, on... We we covered CrowdStrike long time back, but um, yeah, yeah it's, we haven't done that. We we have mostly focused on the semis, uh, energy, you know, Tesla, Neo, uh, Apple, the big techs. We have not done CrowdStrike in, so, you know, in a while now. Yeah, so what I'll say is I I like both CrowdStrike and Palo Alto networks. Like both are in, you know basically direct competitors, and. Um, I don't have a ton to say about both other than just, you know, they're both trending so nicely. Watch the 20 day moving average, look for a break potentially, but I wouldn't fight it here. And I also wouldn't dive in, you know, full port either. You got a topping candle on Friday with a you nice know, spinning top basically for crowd strike. So maybe we get a pullback and if the 20 day supports or the 50 day might pull back the 50 day, which would be more close, more near 280 for the actual price there, 280 for crowd strike. 
you know, that might be a place where you find support. And if you want to look for an upside trade, but right here, it's, you know, a little extended. So for my tastes and, you know, that's just kind of my thoughts. I mean, the setup is not there for trading on this one. I mean, it, you may buy it at this price and price may still go, keep going up, but you know, from any, any chart pattern, I don't see how you would want to get in at these prices at all time high, both on daily and weekly. We are, you know, the RSI is crazy. Like, uh, shout out to paper again. I'm going to throw this at like Okta, OKTA. That's another one. We've oh, do you remember the, whose stop was that? For, yeah. for <laughs> yeah. It sounds familiar, Kay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, if you take a look Listen, at I only have modest growth on that one. I'm only expecting 35% or 40%. Unlike <laughs> you guys, 50 plus percent. So <laughs> Yeah, mine's that. going really well. <laughs> You're winning. You're winning so far. Yeah, I love it. Not. So um, I did want to bring up, sorry, I did okay. want to bring up Grab as well, which is oh, yeah. the Southeast Asia of Uber. Um, I know that because I've been in one and they're very, very, you know, efficient as they would be, obviously, right? wide sharing platform. Um, but looking at the chart, it looks like we've got a big kind of $4 level. I don't know if you can bring it up and have a look at it as well, but the big $4 level is massive resistance. And um, we've also got room to run to get there, if that makes sense. It's probably around about 60% to that point. Um, so whether what your kind of risk levels are, what your risk tolerance is, um, just be mindful of that kind of stock. Stick it on your watch list and just kind of do your due diligence, as I said earlier. Look at the uh, the lower time frames to get your, your pinpoint your entry. Um, it looks like you're kind of breaking out a bit of a trend. That makes sense. A bit of a wedge, um, breaking out in a, in a, at least on a weekly. What I've got up here. Um, so yeah, keep keep your eyes on that one. It looks good. It's very yeah, good. it looks like it's broken trend. Grab G R A B. And a really nice candle last Friday, uh, pushing higher there. And uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. I usually don't trade these that are too, you know, too far below five dollars. Like SoFi is one of the names in that in that area. But otherwise, um, I stay away. But this one's interesting. And Night Trader, shout out to Night Trader for bringing this to our attention. It's good stuff. And don't forget Celsius from Night Trader. Yes, of course. He's a big fan. All right. One more. One more. Let's get one more in here. We've got, oh, did I, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it was a typo. Just kidding. All right. Never mind. I didn't have any more, but that was good stuff, guys. And uh, let's see. So Okta looks interesting. We mentioned Snow. Shout out to Snow. Looking good. <laughs> so I got I to gotta win this contest for the year because I do not think I'm going to win the price level contest for SPAC. You guys are going to crush me on that. All right, guys, it's been a fun week. Let's wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Trading Triangle on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in at Trader Nate here and at Wolf Financial on X. And be sure to give Sean and Kay a follow if you haven't already. And uh, we'll catch you next week, as we always do. Enjoy the game and have a great week of trading, guys. All right, take care, guys. See you later. Thanks again, guys.